Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. So, Steph, it's been a while since we've done this. I know. I was off in the land of Hollywood. Yeah, how 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 was the land of the Hollywoods? It was very sunny. Was it warm while you were there? It was not as warm as it was the week earlier when it was like a hundred bajillion degrees that everyone was saying. But it was still quite warm. I think it's still, it's in the 90s this week, based on Ooh. the podcast I was listening to on the way here. It At was, least in South Cali. It was in the 80s when I was there, which wasn't too terrible. But it was still, like, pretty toasty. Like, I got a good, I got a little bit of sun. That's good. I showed you my tan line. It's yes. beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> you want to see my tan line? Your, you mean your dark left arm there you go check <laughs> out that driving. tan line yeah i'm tricolored nice <laughs> yeah i went for a i went i had a very exercise filled uh visit because i was there for work because i was nike brought me out to write a story about them which i did i wrote two articles about them so magical um and they gave me a bunch of free stuff so i don't mind promoting them <laughs> Did they give you shoes? Yeah, they got me shoes, pants, shorts, bras, shirts, socks. So were you wearing all the stuff that they gave yeah. you on that run? Yes. The photo of the run? Yep. How was that stuff? Is it nice? It was, It's really nice. I was floored by all the cool stuff. And I was staying in this crazy hotel that had like this magic mirror uh tv thing i don't know it was bizarre magic mirror like it TV looked thing. like if i was in sleeping beauty it was like the mirror on the wall did you ask it who's the <laughs> no fairest i just of said them all? please put brooklyn 99 on please <laughs> really so it was voice activated no oh i'm, I'm just sorry. making a joke mirror mirror on the wall <laughs> but i did watch show brooklyn me brooklyn 99 <laughs> <laughs> but i did watch brooklyn 99 in my weird hotel room and then um, the mirror's like, what, you're not going to ask me if you're pretty? I mean, that's just weird. You uh-huh. just want to watch TV? What kind of person are you? <laughs> uh, but I did go for a run, a 5K in the Hollywood Hills, which was really cool. Nice. It was very pretty, and there was a big Hollywood sign there and stuff, as, you know, as, as it is in the Hollywood area. <laughs> right. I also did my first ever Soul Cycle class. And I was really excited because the girl I was with told me that the last time she did it, she saw Bradley Cooper and he was in her class. And okay. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to get to see a raccoon. Yeah. I was like, is, is Rocket <laughs> Raccoon going to be in my soul cycle class? And I was super stoked. I'm taking he was not there. No. However, I did see. Well, first of all, I saw Chris Parnell eating sushi uh-huh. at the sushi restaurant we went to. Uh, Dr. Spaceman from 30 Rock. Spachemin. Dr. Spaceman. Spachemin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, he's also an archer. Yes. I can't think of his name right now. He's though. also on Saturday Night Live. Um, was. He's not anymore, well, right? Was, yeah. Um, and then I. But I saw like a bunch of really lame celebrities that morning. Like I saw the lead singer of Fun, who also dated Lena Dunham for a while. I was like, Sorry, oh, lead singer of Fun. I recognize him. I mean, I'm sure he's not lame. I don't know. Who knows? 
you just said he was. Sorry, dude. I'm <laughs> sure he not, listens. <laughs> he's not high profile enough for he's you. He's like C list or something. I oh, I gotcha. Know. And then I saw, well, the girl I was with recognized her. Like Paris Hilton's aunt was at Soul Cycle with us. She's famous. I can't remember what her name is, but she was on like a Real Housewife of something or another show. So that's Ugh. why she's relatively famous. No, no, she's not famous. She just liked to put all her laundry up on national TV. She's famous in that way. Um, and then I saw Kevin Smith uh, when I was waiting to go into a movie theater. He just like walked by and I was like, that looks like Kevin Smith. And then when I saw his back, he was wearing that giant jersey that said Smith on the back. And I was like, yep. That's Kevin Smith. <laughs> That's Kevin Smith. That's what he wears. Uh-huh. That's his uniform. Yep. And then I saw Dennis O'Hare, who was on True Blood. He was the governor. Okay. And that was exciting for me. He's also on like American Horror Story and a bunch of other stuff that I don't really watch. But he sat behind me in the movie, and that was kind of fun. Sweet. What movie? I saw Eighth Grade. It's I, like a little indie film. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah. The comedian Bo Burnham wrote it, and it was actually really good. Like... It was, it's a really good portrayal of being a kid in eighth grade and cool. Um, I bet Hollywood really, gets all the best indie films. A really good, well, yeah, that's why I saw it. Cause it was like only playing in LA and New York at the time. And I was like, I, my plan to go to the observatory got scrapped because there was a brush fire or something. So it was closed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I was sitting next to a theater. So I'm like, I'm just going to go see a movie cause a, I have two hours to kill before my comedy show. So. And air quotes brush fire. No, a real isn't brush like, fire. Isn't it like half of California on fire right now? Yeah, but it was near the <laughs> observatory, so it was closed. Okay. So I couldn't go to it. Who knows? Um, they call the brush fire. I, I, I would call to... it something way bigger. <laughs> a brush inferno. Yeah. yeah. I also went to the Museum of Death. Cool. Which was probably my personal nerdy highlight because I saw... Because of the goth? Because of the goth in me, yes. Um, but there was like a room of serial killer artwork nice. and like letters from prison and all this other weird shit, like a blanket put together, like a quilt put together by the women in the Charles Manson cult uh-huh. or like Charles Manson's like prison outfit. I don't know. There's a lot of like weird shit that I was like, ugh. Like, I felt when I was there, but it was cool at the same time because it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> like, oh, here's they... all these paintings that John Wayne Gacy did. <laughs> and he's. Did he do his? Or I guess they just came out. Some girl, like, said that letter, sent that letter to MFM the yeah. other day that was like, actually, he got all of his inmates to help him. Yeah, do and he paintings. just signed he them. He just signed a lot of them. So. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because I just had literally seen all of those paintings. <laughs> and now you know he only put his name on uh-huh. them. So what the only art you saw shit. is his signature with a brush. What a little shit. Maybe he did one or two. I'm sure he did a couple of them. There was a lot of them. And there was like an embalming room with all the embalming tools. Nice, nice. And a lot of really horrifying autopsy photos from various crimes. Sweet. Um, there was like a cult room mm-hmm. that was interesting. Anyway, it was really cool. In one room, did they have, like, a tax form or something? What? <laughs> Why? Well, because, you know, Al Capone, he killed people, and yeah. he got caught on tax evasion, so maybe they thought, you know, they'd put up, you know, the year of his uh, tax submittal form that they got him on or something. No. <laughs> this was more... Would that be too nerdy? <laughs> this was more California-focused serial killers. Like, there were some of the, like... Son of Sam and John Wayne Gacy and Jeffrey Dahmer, but it was like there was a whole room just for Charles Manson, basically. Right. So 
and the highway strangler and the black dahlia and oh yeah um some other things yeah so it was super cool i also went for a hike in runyon canyon Mm -hmm. there were a lot of signs about rattlesnakes that was scary just don't tread on them i just didn't i didn't i was fine yeah they're cool i didn't see any so you would have heard them before you saw them yeah but i had my headphones in so oh smart (laughs) yeah walk around in a place where they warn you via sound open (laughs) it was very open i would have been able to see it (laughs) i wasn't like walking through the brush or anything the camouflage stephanie was it during the day yes yeah during the day they probably hide out yeah there was a ton of people there too so yeah so you were just banking but, on somebody else getting bit? Yeah, basically. But the coolest part, well, slightly terrifying part, was on my way to there. <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like two entrances to the Runyon Canyon. One of them is like closer to the Hollywood area. The other one is like Mulholland Drive. Okay. And so I thought I had put the, uh, the main entrance, but apparently my Uber driver took me to Mah- the Mulholland Drive entrance. He just must have known from your clone. He must have known. And it like, it was so scary. <laughs> He was driving so fast, Mm -hmm. and those curves are real sharp. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I totally understand why the opening of Mulholland Drive now and why they got in the car crash. (laughs) Was your driver Ari? Maybe. Because, you know, race car driver Uh that does that type of driving. Uh Used to the hairpin turns. It was like, and I was like. Well, if I die, I guess I died in like a David Lynch movie, so it's Did fine. you say we don't stop here? In my brain. Well, no, I said we do st- I said we do stop here because I was at the spot that I wanted to get out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was cool and weird and nerdy for me. That's awesome. So Sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a weird, random little trip, but it was fun. I hung out with Sookie and she, you know, was yeah, you gracious guys enough to a po- podcast without me. Well, she, uh, she just wanted to let everybody know what was going to happen this week. So, mm-hmm. thanks, Suki. I think she did a great job. She did. Thanks for filling in. It was, I know it was rough. It was. She had a lot to say. <laughs> she did. And in the end, she just purred it out. What a silly cat. So this week, uh, we're going to cover a show that's about a receptacle. <laughs> what? A basket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With but a, not a waste basket. Not a waste basket. Just no, nice I'm thinking basket. like a laundry one or something. I'm thinking like a nice woven wicker basket. Oh, that'd be nice. And the star of this show's name is Zaf Gamlum Lacanimus. Yes. And that's how you say his name. And I know this for a fact. <laughs> because... He introduced himself on the Oscars, and he's had his name his whole life. I'm sure he knows how to say his of own course. name. Of course. So everybody that says Zach Galifianakis, you're wrong, because it's Zamph Galifianakis. Yes. Accurate. Yes. So this has been on the list for a little while, because it's a little, it's kind of a little unknown show. I feel like a not, not a lot of people watch it, but I've been watching it since it started, and because it's by the same guy who makes Portlandia, mm-hmm. Jonathan Kreisel. So I was like, oh, this is going to be right up my humor-related alley. Okay. And, of course, I love Zach Galifianakis. So um, I'm going to say it like that. I can't <laughs> say it your crazy way. I'm sure I'll, at some point, say my own weird mispronunciation. It's okay. I can't say Maslani without stuttering, just like I did now. Yeah. God, I don't know why. <laughs> I just um, can't say Tatiana Maslani. 
that time I did it. It's probably the first it. time I've said it without actually stuttering. And then, so, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay, yeah. So I've been watching it since it started, and it's really funny. And also, even this year for season three, Karen Kilgariff wrote a few episodes. So. Nice. And I always talk to Martha on Twitter. She's so nice. Anyway. Who's Martha? Martha is his friend Martha. Oh. That's her real name is also Martha. Oh, wow. That makes it easier for acting when uh-huh. your name's your name. She's so cute. And for those that don't know, it's about Zach Galifianakis plays twins, mm-hmm. Chip and Dale Baskets. They are brothers, twin brothers. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, wicker men. <laughs> the wicker men. <laughs> and Louis Anderson plays their mom. Um, and does she's probably like my favorite character. I just I love Christine. She's amazing. She's she was excellent in this episode. Yeah, I just love everything about about it. Sorry, I need to answer a question. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Def has lost in thought. Oh, that's right. I should put everything uh-huh. on. Do not disturb. Okay, sorry. I had to answer a question from my mama. Um, okay, so Chip Baskets is kind of the more, not really grungy, but he's like, he's the more, how do I describe him? He's a bit of a clown. <laughs> he is a, he's actually a clown. Clown. He's a French clown. He... <laughs> His goal is to be a professional clown, and we learn in the beginning, we're doing episode six of season one, so there's a few, a little bit of a backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to professional clown school in France, and he met this beautiful woman, right. and they got married for a greet for her to get a green card, basically. Right. And they brought her back. To America. To America. To California? Yeah, California. Really, this is set in California? Bakersfield. Interesting. Um, I wouldn't think rodeo would be a thing in California. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was Texas originally, but it's definitely California. Cool. But he failed to get a degree at this prestigious cloning school Mm -hmm. in Paris. So he returned to his home with his green card wife to work as a rodeo clown, Right. basically. So he's a bit of a failure. And then Dale Baskets. Dale Baskets. <laughs> yes. That's how Dale talks. <laughs> I love Dale. He's a hot mess. Arguably, he could be a hotter mess than the, fa- than the clune failure that <laughs> is true. Chip. Yes, but he's, he's at least got a family going on there. He right? does. He has a wife and a couple daughters. And he's just ridiculous. <laughs> I can't. The way, the difference in how Zach presents himself in these two people is so distinctive to me. Yep. It's like, it's kind of similar to Tat where I just forget that it's, it's they're, not, they're both Zach. Because right. Dale is so different from Chip. It's ridiculous. Oh, he is. Even, even down to the hairstyle. I mean, they both have a beard, but even Dale's beard is like darker and has uh-huh. fewer lighter grayish hairs in it than Zach's. I mean, they really want all in on that right and like the way he like stands where he kind of like pops his butt out and like has his hand on his hip all the time he's very sassy i feel like yes dale's very sassy and chip is very apathetic yes there those are my fun words okay sassy and apathetic so when we start this episode it's called dj twins 
because not only are they the only twins in the family, mm-hmm. but they also have twin adopted brothers who are DJs. Yes. <laughs> it's sweet. So it's just like double, double trouble. So who plays the DJ twins? Uh, <laughs> pause. You don't have to pause. It's actual, Did you look it up? It's actual twins. I don't remember their name. but Oh, no, I was going to look up their name. They're actual twins. I mean, I believe that. I I mean, I knew they were real twins because they are always in scenes together, whereas Zach and Zach are usually but they were in a couple scenes together. They they yeah, but they're usually not sharing a screen. Probably because of budgeting. Most likely, so yeah. Doing all that green screen work is Cody and Logan are Gary and Jason Clemens. There you go, and they're also adorable. I love them. Yeah. Um, so that's why we chose the episode because it's double twins, but did also you look, did you look them up on IMDb? I just yeah. Yeah, I bet you can't tell which one's which in their pictures since they use the <laughs> no. same picture and they're next to each other in it. <laughs> this is so on their, their IMDb page. It's the picture of both of them for both of their IMDb profile <laughs> pictures. Yeah, it's very silly. Yeah, I was trying to see if they'd been anything else. Anyway, uh, so. Yeah, I love this show. I think it's really funny, and I think you should watch it, mm-hmm. humans. This isn't a spoilery episode. It's just fun. It's yeah. just a fun thing to yeah, watch. Not a lot of continual plot there. I mean, I guess we start off in the beginning with some continual, which is like yeah, you get his... from, the begin- from the very beginning of this show that obviously Chip and his lady are not. He loves her, but she doesn't give a shit about him, basically. Um, because she's not there. Well, she left him. Yes. <laughs> at the beginning of this. Well, she left him in the last episode. Yeah. So he starts off very despondent. Yeah, he's, I think he's got his head on his his uh, makeup table yeah. in the back. He's just staring at a photo of Penelope, who's his French, his French wife. And Eddie, the rodeo owner, has noticed his moping. And if you watch Portlandia, you'll recognize this guy from Portlandia because he's been in... He's one of those character actors. He's just... In nice. a bunch of random things. He is sick of his moping. Uh-huh. And he's just, he says, you're dragging your sad sickness around behind you like a turd on a string. <laughs> yeah, those so turd cute. strings. And so just some, such good quotes in this episode. Yeah, yep. Um, so he decides to cheer him up by putting up for Mr. Rodeo. Nice. Which is a competition to select the number one clune. Cl- in the nation and chip is worried because he doesn't really know how to do most actual clown things he has he has <laughs> he had no chance period because we all know who the number one clown is who's that Clooney. <laughs> true <laughs> he's always been the number one clown. he's the number one clown. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to he wants to improve his act uh-huh um, because his normal act is just like interpretive dance, basically, and like what's wrong just, with that? Like, beautiful. Oh yeah, you always do interpretive dance <laughs> to the Orphan Black theme song. I do. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. But you know, people at the rodeo don't really want to see interpretive dance. They want to see unicycles and juggling and balloon animals. Cool balloon animals at the rodeo. Balloon animals. Yeah. I would see that at a birthday party, but the rodeo? I mean, you never... There's balloons and shit. <laughs> okay. 
I don't know. I never I'm going to take your word for it. I've never been to a rodeo. I've never been to one either. But I've seen more of this. I've seen the entire series. So. Okay. <laughs> so you know about I the know. balloon animals. Yeah. And <laughs> Eddie's trying to help Chip. And he's like trying to give him ideas about like, you know, unicycle or can you rope an ass? Like, People love a good roped ass. <laughs> a well-roped ass. My, wi- my ex-wife sure did. <laughs> and Chip says, wait, what did you mean in that instance? And he says, a donkey. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> a lot of, lot of double talk could be uh, taken in that part. So good. <laughs> so we get this lovely montage, which I thoroughly enjoyed next. Of. Where he goes to put his his clown makeup on, uh-huh. and then he stands in the middle of the rodeo area, arena, whatever it's called, and the spotlight goes on him, and then he starts dancing to that song, and it's like, "Come on, shake it, body, baby, do that." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's like, "Don't sing." It's so good. Um, he also, it's just, yeah, I always love the montages. So he's also, while the song's going on, he's also getting a unicycle. He's watching videos with his friend Martha, Mm -hmm. like some old clown videos. And she's like taking notes for him. (laughs) And then Christine, his mom brings him up, brings them a giant plate of brownies. And he's like, mom, get out of the way. You're trying to watch this. Mm -hmm. And then we see, you know, other scenes of him practicing to use the unicycle. And then. I thought his uh, way of learning was pretty ingenious. Yes. So he can't stay up, so he <laughs> gets a walker. <laughs> yep. And holds onto the walker while he's unicycling. Yep, and then later he attaches the unicycle to the walker. Uh-huh. Think, which is <laughs> it's very ingenious. Good. So then I hope you have some fun facts about Zach Galifianakis and the and the uh and the uh, unicycle. I don't have any, I'm sorry. Oh, but I do man. have a lot. I have a general I have a lot of Fun facts about how they, about the number one stand, like stunt, or not stunt double, the number one stand-in for Zach Galifianakis for the show. Okay. He did a very cool interview, so. Cool. I couldn't find many fun facts about this. this episode? Yeah. I was just curious if it was Zach Galifianakis that actually did the unicycling. It might have been a stunt double. They use those a lot. Okay. Hi. What's up? You had your turn last week. It's my show now. I'm taking it back. Yep. <laughs> we did it all with my iPhone. In fact, that whole last little special announcement was done on my iPhone. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I have GarageBand on my iPhone. Amazing. I know. You Came out ju- pretty good, I thought. It did. You can just record podcasts on the fly then. I can. So magical. That's why you don't know about my 18 other podcasts. <laughs> I'm offended <laughs> that I'm not invited to them. Most, my most awesome one that has like 15 million listeners is uh, Brad Drives to Work. Such a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally also not true. <laughs> that would be funny though. Be. Yeah, Brad Drives to Work. Mm-hmm. What is it? Just you singing metal songs? <laughs> no, because I... That's the time I take to listen to, uh, only when I'm out of podcasts do I go to Pandora. Mm. And lately, my Pandora's been on shuffle all of my stations, so it, yeah. go- it goes weird. Yeah. There'll be some Richard Cheese, then some, you know, uh, I don't know, 
Avenge Sevenfold. Then you'll like go to Lindsay Sterling, and then maybe some Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard to follow. It's true. <laughs> Eddie tells Chip that the Mister Rodeo Scouts are going to be in the audience the next night, mm-hmm. so he's got to be ready. So while he's getting ready, or while he's like getting undressed or whatever, Dale 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 shows up and tells him that he'll give him a, a dime for a cigarette. Or was he it wants a quarter? A dollar. Was it a quarter? I don't remember. Okay, right. D- a dime sounds fun. <laughs> but he says he wants a dollar for he it. He said he wants a dollar. Yeah. At dollar twenty-five. Yeah. And then they settle on a dollar. Mm-hmm. And then he's not supposed to tell his wife that he smokes. Right. And then he's talking about his Chip's talking about his rodeo show, and then Dale says, "No one cares about your shit show because the real shit show's coming to town. The DJ twins are coming." I like that they call them the DJ twins. Well, they DJ. And I know, it's just funny they don't call them Cody and Logan. They're like, the DJ twins are coming. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's because they DJ. Uh Uh-huh. So they are the adopted twin brothers who DJ at DJ festivals. Mm Mm-hmm. Chip says he's not going to go to dinner because he's got to be here early for his rodeo show. Right. And he says says he's getting undressed and we see his booty in the background. (laughs) And Dale kind of looks over his shoulder and he says you have ruined our buttocks yep (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like that his buttocks is just as bad because of chip right (laughs) it's all his fault it's all chip's fault their butt is bad yep it wasn't that bad of a butt okay i've seen worse butts i guess i didn't look that closely it was kind of out of focus (laughs) i'm i'm you know (laughs) I'd like to hear your insightful, <laughs> detailed breakdown of Zach Galifianakis's butt. <laughs> I don't have much more to say than Are that. Are we sure it is his butt? Does it he could have, have a, been the stand-in. Does he have a butt double? <laughs> it could have been the stand-in. You never know. Uh, <laughs> while Chip is kind of playing with... Because he is in the back while Dale's right, in the while foreground. Dale's in the foreground. So it could be a stunt double. It could be. Could be a stunt butt. Stunt butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Chip is playing with his unicycle in the backyard, and Christine is guilting him into coming to dinner with the twins mm-hmm. because she gives him all of these things: free room and board, free Costco membership, free free balloon, balloon school. school. <laughs> <laughs> and he finally tells her that. Penelope went back to France and left him, so the rodeo's all he has. Yep. And she's she's like, well, you have your family, too, and then they have a really wholesome little pep talk. Yep. And it was very cute. And she tells him to practice his unicycle and focus on the positive. Yeah, see, the reason I love this show so much is because it's, like, very subtly hilarious, Mm -hmm. but then it also has really, really wholesome moments. That make me almost cry sometimes. Aww. That n- that one didn't really, but like there okay. there are there's an episode where it was like very it was like a Christine episode and it like made me cry and it was just so good because Louis Anderson is just so good at being Christine. It's ridiculous. Um, it's great. He says he channels his his mom a lot when he plays Christine. So. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's very adorable. I think that he was like made for this role. It's just so perfect. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so 
she decides to ask Dale for help instead mm-hmm. to, so he can do that. Um, <laughs> and Dale's very annoyed as he's doing all of these chores. And he says, your medulla oblongata <laughs> ganta must be squeaky clean because he has you, your brain so washed. That's part of the brain. Yep. <laughs> Glad he had a man explain that. <laughs> But yeah, he said it so weird. Medu- I really wrote it down how he said it. Medulla oblongata. Did he say it wrong? <laughs> he said it wrong. Uh. The subtitles were wrong. So Oh, really? Yeah, they like put it in quotes and like spelled it how he said it. I heard it the right way then. I thought he said Medulla Yeah, he said oblongata. it weirdly. <laughs> um, so because they're going to have so many people over, they need to get a bigger tail. Ta- a bigger tail? A bigger table. <laughs> what do you do with that big tail? <laughs> Steph, please tell us. <laughs> Where does this big tail? What's this big tail used for? Is it for swatting flies? Yes. Is it? Is it because it's cricket season? <laughs> they gotta uh, kill all the crickets. Uh, the, the big tail. <laughs> I don't know why I said tail. <laughs> you thinking about getting a tail? No. Are you gonna become a furry? Ew, no. I mean, furry is good for you. Um. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble like the McElroy's. <laughs> um, no, I was. Ins- I actually wasn't thinking that tail. I was thinking of like when Is you're being because- followed, like a tail. Oh, okay. That was the kind of tail. In I don't that- think you'd want a bigger tail in that case. No, because then you're so many easier to see. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this Hummer's been following us for like 17 blocks, and I'm talking H1. <laughs> the original, the big boy. The one that's a car and a half wide. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a limo following you? <laughs> <laughs> Not just any limo. An H1 Hummer limo. Yeah, there you go. With a hot tub in the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's got like 14 wow, wheels. Wow, my tail sure is, sure is not <laughs> subtle. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, so they need a bigger table. Yes, yes. To accommodate all of the guests, so Dale goes to get a table from rent a room, but it's all wrong. And she was very specific about getting you know, dark wood, dark wood, and blah blah blah. Right. But it was like light wood, light wood, and mm-hmm. had drawers. I don't know. It was a dumb. Yeah, table. It had drawers. He said. So, and of course, he just left the door open the whole time during oh. cricket season. How could he? God, so. Jeez. Dale is just the worst. The renter room people were very helpful. They said they could bring it back, and like, yeah. she didn't have time, though. She's like, I don't have time. Yeah. The kids are coming. Dale goes to pick up his daughter from volleyball practice and volunteers to help out with the tournament as a chaperone, mm-hmm. and then becomes incredibly insufferable for the rest of the episode yes. about volleyball. Right, because he's basically an assistant coach at this point. Yeah, he like gets a sweatshirt with... like volleyball he, things on it he's in competition with everybody all the time yeah he always has to prove that he is the best at everything okay it's it's no you should never have to do that <laughs> he wants to prove he's the best the best son the best volleyball person he's the best basket he's the best basket <laughs> so christine's getting all dressed is up. it basket or baskets it's baskets He's the best baskets. Chip baskets. He's Dale ba- baskets. He's the best baskets. He's the best baskets. <laughs> All right, go go on with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Christine gets all dressed up for the twins' visit. 
Right. The DJ twins, not the regular twins. She doesn't give a shit about them. Wow. I mean. Aren't they her biologicals? They are the biological ones, but she likes the DJ ones better, I think. It's because they're so successful and adorable. They're adorable and they're so cool. So cool. They're so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're so amused by my (laughs) terrible accent. You do it very good, actually. Do I? Yes, I think from what I remember from watching this episode, Uh I think you have Dale down pretty good. (laughs) Good. Like, like Zach better watch out. Oh, yeah. I'm coming for his job. He's coming job. for his job. <laughs> <laughs> this way he won't have to do the double takes. You'll right, just be I'll Dale. I'll just be him. Yeah. Because I look so much like Zach Galifianakis. Hey, you'd be surprised what a beard can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she also brings out her nice china. And they're all sitting and waiting for the twins to show up. And then she hears a cricket. And she's like, oh, man. Told you not to leave the door open. Yep. Now there's crickets in here. Um, there's a knock at the door and she gets very excited, but then it's just Martha. <laughs> oh, Martha. Also, I, Martha is my favorite character. I love her to death. Is it because of her perky personality? Yes. Okay. She <laughs> is so deadpan about everything. <laughs> She's like, hey, Brad, how are you today? Oh, that was too much emotion still. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you didn't nail that one. You're stuck on Dale. Ch- <coughs> Chip. 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 <laughs> oh, I got. Oh, I got another Dale quote coming up, so I can flex my chops. Cool. There we go. That's what I want. That's what we're here for it, Stephanie. That's <laughs> what we're for here the for. Dale quotes. Just for you to dail it out. We gotta get. We now gotta get so you much all. Pressure. We gotta get you all Dale. Um. So it's just Martha and Christine's disappointed, mm-hmm. and she comes in and tells Chip that they gotta get going. Chip, we have to leave. Because, yep. you know, they're going. Because he wanted to get there early to do some practicing. Sound check and stuff. Yeah. Sound, sound check, of course. <laughs> For what? The song that's going to be playing? <laughs> Maybe I, it's the... Oh, but he's not singing that. No, he's not. He'll just be interpretive dancing on a unicycle, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wants music with it. But Dale... And Dale sees her and he's... <laughs> Now it's like too much pressure. <laughs> it's like, who are you, Mrs. Rodeo? <laughs> the two of you can live at Rodeo Shack. <laughs> that, I just came up with that. <laughs> that was. Uh, I, I enjoyed Rodeo Shack. I enjoyed more that he's like, I just came up with that. That was uh-huh. pretty funny too. <laughs> um, the twins finally show up. The DJ twins. Yep. Um, and they've brought Christine a big case of Dasani bottled water. Yeah. Which is the weirdest gift. But she's so excited she about is. it because she's such a good mom. <laughs> they're sponsored. She just loves it. They're sponsored I, by Dasani. I know they are. They get as much free water as they want. Uh-huh. And he, and they say, that's a dope color moo moo, mama, which is cute. <laughs> Um, and she says, let's get in the house before another cricket gets in there. She says, Chip, get the DeSanti. She doesn't even say it right. She right. says DeSanti. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, they explain that they're sponsored by Dasani, and they get so much free water, and they can just get her water anytime she wants. We all went in the house, and Chip gets the water oh, and yeah. goes to go in, and the front door is locked, and he has oh, to yeah. ring the doorbell. That was at a commercial break, I'm yes, assuming. Yes, yes. Because it faded to black, and then came back to this conversation yeah. you were just explaining. Yeah. And they're talking <laughs> poor about... Poor Chip. Poor Chip. He always gets left behind. Yep. 
because he's not the best clown. He's not the best clown. Maybe he never will be the best clown. I'm a clown. <laughs> That's all I remember. I, I didn't watch this show, but I remember all of the the uh, the ads leading into it. Uh huh. Where it was just constantly. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not a clown. I'm a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that happens in the first episode. I think it does. Yeah. I haven't <coughs> seen season one in a while, but. There's some really good episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I enjoyed this episode, so I'm going to have to start watching it. There's a really good episode where Martha picks up a dog from the side of the road. Mm-hmm. But it's not a dog, and it's the funniest shit in the universe, and I laughed so hard I died. <laughs> Is it a coon? It's a coyote. <laughs> she picks up a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, there's something wrong with my dog. <laughs> But she does it in her deadpan voice, and it's so funny. Uh, Um, Yeah. (sighs) That's probably my favorite episode. So when you tweet with her, do you just envision deadpan every tweet? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think I just told her, like, how much I loved Martha, and then she was like, thank you. You can never, ever, ever meet this person. I know. She also posts a lot of cute animals, and she, like, writes, like, this fucking asshole, like, when she posts her, like, cute cat doing something, and it makes me laugh. (laughs) because <laughs> you're visioning it in deadpan uh-huh i see so yeah the dj twins are talking about how they've been opening up for the chemical brothers which is you know very high profile mm-hmm. and christine's done a little research she says oh they used the rapper called q-tip what a cute name <laughs> and chip says why was kleenex not available <laughs> and then a cricket literally chirps yep. everyone is silent <laughs> which is so good such a good gag. It's a cricket. <laughs> so they then they start trying to cheer chip chip cheer chip up. Ooh. That was a tongue twister. That is a tongue twister. Uh because his wife left him and they're like, You should send us send her one of our CDs for our for love making. <laughs> and she'll come back to uh-huh. have her play track <laughs> four. Yeah, he one of them plays track four, the other one plays track two. <laughs> and he said, Chip says, she's more of an Aquafina lady. <laughs> and then it's silent again, and then another cricket chirps. <laughs> ah, so good. But then he gets very annoyed, and he throws his water bottle at it, and it right. explodes everywhere. Right. Because <laughs> everyone it. is drinking Dasani water bottle at this point. You mean Dasanti? Dasanti, yes. Everyone's <laughs> drinking out of their Dasanti. <laughs> And then Dale is just very frustrated. And he's like, Chip, do you have any idea how hard it is for me to watch someone who looks exactly like me make a complete pussy whistle out of themselves? (laughs) I couldn't do the voice. It was too long of a quote. (laughs) Yeah. I can do the short ones, the short bursts. But the long ones, no. Dale Baskets. I can do that. Zach, your job is safe again. Yeah. Can't do those long ones. (laughs) I did enjoy him saying, pussy whistle. Uh, oh jeez! So they're all eating dinner. Or did they? Yeah, did they yep. get to eat dinner? Yeah, it was pizza. Did they eat their hamburger pizza? Yep. Um, and then it was time for dessert, but the TJ twins have to leave, and, and then she just wants a picture, right? She well, she wanted them to camera. help her make the whipped cream for the dessert, but then they ha- they just like zoomed out of there, and she's like, while well, she um, was getting a camera. 
while she was going to go get the camera. And he's just, they just say, we'll send you some selfies. Mm-hmm. And then they're gone. And meanwhile, Chip is annoyed because he's been trying to leave the whole time to go to a show and nobody would let him. Right. And, but and then, then well, just... he was like trying to leave, but also kind of being like, no, it's okay. Like, I'll wait a little bit longer. Like, cause he wants to, you know, make his mom happy. Yeah. And then Christine is so sad. Now that the DJ twins left because she wanted them to stay over and have breakfast with her the next morning. She had mm-hmm. all these grand plans because she doesn't see them very often. She's just a mom and her kids are all she's got. Yep. And Christine finally kills the cricket. <laughs> and the table and in the one table. shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, oh, no, I'm not going to get my deposit back. Yeah. I was like. Well, there goes my deposit. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. It was Dale. Something like that. <laughs> uh. Because uh, it was rent a cent room. Rent a room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, you're so cute, Sookie. No, and then. No, and then. Christine's in bed eating her bowl of whipped cream and watching TV. Uh, Chip comes in to try to cheer her up, and he just says. Seems like they always have something better to do. And they shouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can just go to your show. Like, whatever. She doesn't care. Right. So Martha drives him towards the rodeo and while Chip is putting his clown makeup on in the car. She hits a bump. And then his eyebrow goes, woo, yep. up on his forehead. Yep. She's like, sorry. And then for the rest of the night. He's got the goofy eyebrow. He's got the inquisitive eyebrow raise. Uh-huh. He's the rock. Or. He is Spock. Or any other eyebrow raising thing you can think Cersei? of. Cersei? She raises her eyebrow Cersei. a lot. <laughs> I was going to throw you a curveball there. They stop at the rodeo, but then Chip says, just keep driving. No, what? What? Just go. Keep what? driving. What is going on? And unfortunately, the rodeo, Mr. Rodeo people are there. They are there. But Chip doesn't show up. Nope. But they got a good stand in. <laughs> Did they? Did they, though? I don't know. Depends on what you're into. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, the other guy comes out and just barfs. Yep. <laughs> Stands bowl. there, looks around, pukes. <laughs> and then, uh, wait, did, didn't the uh, rodeo owner tell them that they, he was, was going to knock their shorts off or sorry, knock their socks yeah. off? And then he's like, what do you say? He's like, put those socks back on or something yeah. like that. Or you better put your socks back on. Yeah. You can, you can put your socks back on. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> he's so sad. But then we get to find out where Chip went. Chip and Martha show up at the DJ show. Yeah. And. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> and the DJ twins tell them. <laughs> We just took some E, dude. You want a hot dog? <laughs> Good grief. Uh, Chip tells them how bummed Christine was and that he can't cheer her up and Dale can't because he's so weird. Right. <laughs> True. It's you two she loves that she's really proud of. I'm sorry about you guys being adopted into this Baskets family situation. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that throughout the whole thing, Dale was like, I guess we kind of talked about earlier how he was talking about. He kept like inserting volleyball facts throughout yeah. <laughs> the dinner. <laughs> right. He would be like, "Our team, like, we're gonna go to the playoffs," or like he would talk undefeated. about it. Yeah. yeah. His like, girls 
appeared to be very uh, embarrassed by him. They're constantly super annoyed by him. Um, so Chip leaves. They say, peace out, Chip. And he says, please out. Okay. <laughs> he does. He said, please out. Really? Not peace out. Please out. I, got, I, to, I think I'm going to have to watch this show with the <laughs> subtitles on, apparently. I'm telling you, subtitles are how I watch all my... My brain corrected all of this. Uh-huh. I thought it was... Did you catch it? You caught Dasanti, though, right? I did not. You didn't? No, I thought she said Dasani. She's, yeah. Grab the Dasanti. My brain corrected it all. <laughs> that's, um, that's horrible. So the next morning, Chip wakes up to laughter and talking, and he realizes that the DJ twins are there having breakfast with Christine. Aww. Aww. And they brought croissants? They brought bear claws. Bear claws. Yeah. Which is adorable. And fresh squeezed lump, uh, not lemonade. Orange juice. Orange juice. Because <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. bear, bear claws and fresh squeezed lemonade would be weird. That would be a very weird combo. Very sweet and tart. <laughs> and then uh, Chip is like, oh, isn't that nice? But then he goes up to Cody and Logan's bedroom and he opens the door. <laughs> and he crop dusts it. <laughs> Let's add a little fart. And he closes the door. Well. He wafted it in there oh, with the yeah, door he, first, he and then it. he shut the door. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. <laughs> and then there's an extra credit scene while the credits are going, and it's just like Christine holding up the Dasani bottle in like amazement. Did you see this part? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> she's just like, oh, the bottle is just so pretty. If you put it, if you put the light through that, oh my god, I might have to put some in the window. I thought she. Like, that, I thought she did that with in the scene. It was my extra credit scene. Oh, really? They must have gone. They, maybe they made it longer. I mean, Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. Maybe. Uh, you probably saw it then. Maybe I saw it then. You're just getting confused where it was. I thought it was during the dinner. Nope. It was at the very end with the credits rolling. Okay. Then I did see it. Yeah. Because I remember all of that. The putting it in the window. Yeah. How the light goes. looks so nice with the light going through it. Mm-hmm. Which is just ridiculous it's ridiculous but also so precious at the same time because it's like she wants i don't know she's just like so proud of them and it's like the dumbest thing to be excited about like a water bottle right but it's like they brought it to her as a present so she's just like eating it up and it's Mm -hmm. just it's sweet she's a good adoptive mother she is she's a good mom (laughs) and oh didn't dale also Throw a little, at least I gave you grandkids at one point in this yeah. episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> at least I gave you in, grandkids. He's always in competition. Always. Yes. Always com- Always competing. <sighs> he's ridiculous. Yeah. His voice <laughs> is great, though. <laughs> His voice is so good. Oh, Dale. Oh, Dale. <laughs> he just gets more and more ridiculous. You've let our derriere go. He didn't say derriere. He said buttocks. 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 The, the buttocks. Your buttocks. So, do we have any fun facts? You said you found something. I, so, I found, in my research, uh-huh. I found an article about the man behind the doubles. <laughs> the man behind the butt. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the butt. No, he's, he's Dale standing more than anyone. Okay. So, it might not be. Um, but... He is an uncredited man of multiple trades named Dylan Petticord. This article is from uh, theringer.com. Okay. 
I kind of condense it into the things I cared about, and mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be too spoilery for because it was written, I think, after this most recent season. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was March twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. So I left out some of the more the recent spoiler spoilery infos. But he has served as a stand-in body double in twenty seven of the thirty baskets episodes. Who? Um. Since the pilot. His purpose is obviously not to be noticed. Right. He says, whenever there's anything physical, they bring in the stunt doubles, which makes him sad because he wants to do the physical stuff. But in general, he's a stand-in. Okay. Naturally, the stunt doubles are also lookalikes, although the main one named Hayden Dalton, who's worked with Galifianakis on multiple projects, passes for Galifianakis only when wearing a fake beard. Okay. On Baskets, even Chippendale dual scenes is a logistical quandary. Petticord says, Zach needs to be so many places at once, and then being his double, sometimes I need to be two places at once, and it's like, oh my goodness, we need so many Zach Galifianakis's on set right now. <laughs> <laughs> so many Zach Galifianakis's. <laughs> Before he was bearded, Petticord considered Kim Coates from Sons of Anarchy to be his celebrity doppelganger, okay. but once he grew out his facial hair, this is a long article, I'm just going to yeah, read yeah. it to you, I'm sorry. Once he grew out his facial hair, people started telling him that he looked like Zach. On Baskets, Petticord has worked both as a stand-in, the person who subs in for the lead before filming for lighting and camera placement, Mm -hmm. and as a double who replaces the lead on camera from behind. Okay. On the pilot, he played both Chip and Dale, but because the two brothers have different wardrobe and hairstyles, Dale's hair, as you mentioned earlier, is Mm -hmm. straightened and his beard's a little darker. Right. He soon specialized Dale... As Dale, for efficiency's sake. Okay. When there's Chip and Dale scenes together, two Zalakanaficuses. Zal- cool. <laughs> You're getting there. You know, that guy. Zalakanaficuses. <laughs> yeah, I got Zal-a-can-a-ficus. it. <laughs> are not enough, uh, Petticord says. And so what it becomes is that I'm always Dale in Chip and Dale, se- Chip and Dale together scenes. I come in, they do the hair, the wardrobe, and I'm Dale for the day. And then another double plays Chip. Sometimes he sometimes still moonlights as Chip, although he says he's very much more in depth with Dale. Petticord says he likes losing himself in the more hyperbolic brother's almost manic personality, which he affectionately refers to as entering Dale mode. <laughs> which I've been doing this whole episode. Yes. Entering Dale mode. Galifianakis, of course, has to be bro- both brothers all the time switching back and forth repeatedly while working through each season's out-of-order shoots. Each scene where Chip and Dale are together, Zach's got to do it twice, Petticord says, meaning I have to do it once, so I've got to be on top of my game to make sure that I mimic Zach as well to my ability so that when he's doing it for the first or second time, he can come in and make it seamless, as if Chip and Dale are indeed two different people. Interesting. Petticord's goal at all times is figuring out what makes Zach's life easier. He, do- he generally doesn't receive the scripts before he gets to set, so he has to learn the dialogue quickly and be prepared to improvise, which Zach does all the time. Right. I'm almost done, I swear. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. It is interesting. <laughs> As the cast and crew have worked their way through 30 episodes, they've grown so much more comfortable with the complex twin scenes, which were more numerous in season three. As the editing and camera work have become more adept and Petticord has figured out how to track the camera and time when to angle his head, the trickery has gotten tougher to spot. 
Cool. In some Finnish scenes, Petticor doesn't even recognize himself. He says, there's some parts in season three where I have difficulty distinguishing where I end and Zach begins. (laughs) (laughs) They say Um, that about brown nosies sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) On rare occasions, CGI has been used to assemble a scene, but only via tried and true tricks, such as after Petticord and the chip body double have each run through a scene with Galifianakis, they might both be replaced in post by the other Galifianakis so that the viewer sees two Galifianakis <laughs> interacting instead of one working with a double. At other times, the crew can use what Petticord calls a cowboy switch, so named for a technique used in westerns where a principal actor would seamlessly replace a stunt performer while the latter is hidden from view. For instance, after being thrown behind a bar. Okay. Yep. And gotcha. So just some behind the scenes And where was baskets. this article from? Uh, TheRinger.com. Cool. So thank you. Shout out to Ben Lindbergh, who wrote that article. Or did the interview, at least. Did the, he wrote the article, too. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did have to write it, didn't he? There is a whole, it's a whole article. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah. top of, you have to actually ask the questions. You don't just thank questions. me for writing an interview when I write my whole articles. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I really wish, I'm assuming it was a stunt double then doing the uh, unicycle. Most likely. Because if Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis. Zalicanaficus. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Zalicanaficus. If Zach Galifianakis. Well, if he could, if he could ride a unicycle, I bet we would have known. Probably. And it probably would have been in the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Because, you know, he's a lone wolf pack. <laughs> yeah. So Zach does... Is everybody on this show, like, I don't know, improvising a lot of stuff? Is it like, is it like here's your, here's Martha's your script outline? Martha's a comedian, outline? too. Yeah? She does stand-up, so probably. Interesting. And Louis, Louis Anderson does stand-up, so yep. everyone's on the pretty comedic people. It, it it sounds like a fun show to work I on. I mean, that's kind of what Prolandio Pearl, is kind of the same way where it was like scripted, but I'm sure there was a lot of Fred and Carrie improvisation that uh-huh. happened also along the way. Because I think if you watch bloopers, they do like the same scene with like different Words, versions of the joke. Right? Yeah. So I'm sure that's what it is a lot. It's and awesome. Zach's very silly. So <laughs> He is very silly. Thus pronouncing his name incorrectly at the oscars when he right. and uh, and uh will ferrell hosted i i just remember i didn't hear anything that he said after that because i was laughing so hard because you know i'm will ferrell and i'm zaf galifianakis and i was just <laughs> i was on the floor dying uh-huh. on top of already being giggly because of the symbols and all that stuff and the full-on white tuxes with tails that they were wearing it was just ridiculous but for him to screw up his name is even better. Yeah, it's so good. So, there was some mild controversy with this show. Not this episode specifically, but... Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm just going to mention if anyone's on the fence about watching it because of who it might be associated with. Okay. Um, but it was originally made um, with Louis C.K.'s production company. Okay. And as we all know, he's gone through some drama with sexual misconduct allegations and stuff like that 
So um, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Okay, that happened in November 2017, and so has the production company um, changed that? Yeah, so. FX canceled their overall deal with Louis C.K. and his production company, Pig Newton. And C.K. has no one has had no involvement with the show since then. So. Okay. Was he one of the writers? He was the creator. Uh, or sorry, the co-writer. Okay. With the Galifianakis. And his production and producer. So. Interesting. So, yeah. That's Just how that's FYI. how the world changes. FYI, world. FYI. This episode was written by Jonathan Kreisel, who was the Portlandia guy. Kreisel. Sounds like a name that should be in Harry Potter. Karen Kilgariff. Sorry, I see her in the upper episodes and it makes me happy. <laughs> I got very excited. I like flipped my shit when I saw her name in the credit one time. I was like, oh. Because <laughs> she also wrote Portlandia last year, too. So. Yeah. She was also on the Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres show. But that was a while ago. I'm that, talking about this last oh, year. Oh, big recent stuff? Like, as in she wrote season three, like two episodes of season three of Baskets and then a couple episodes of Portlandia season eight. Oh, I'm sure she cool. needs something to, uh, you know, lift her spirits. Because <laughs> her podcast is kind of blue all the time. <laughs> well, it was funny because the episode of Portlandia she did, there was like a board about they were teaching their son about something and it was like a list of serial killers and i was like i bet this is karen's influence <laughs> of course you gotta do that uh-huh so yeah tell me what about our uh, double count today it is four two zacks yeah. and two dj twins one real one fake <laughs> one one real zach and one fake zach i'm confused well i mean one real set of twins oh, one, one fake set of, set of twins okay <laughs> <laughs> i get you now although i wish dale was real do you no actually i would murder him probably you know i just have a weird affection for him now because i like his voice begin when we meet when you ever meet zach galifianakis you're gonna have to just say can you just talk to me like dale yeah just be Dale. Just be Dale. The whole time. <laughs> well, we'd really appreciate it if you'd go and review us on iTunes. <laughs> it really helps us with the rankings. We gotta <laughs> I be just, the best. All of a sudden, I just went into, into <laughs> Forrest Gump. Obviously, I can't do Dale. <laughs> we gotta be the best. Where, where can they find us on Twitter, uh, Steph Dale? <laughs> At C-Double-Pod? Right? I haven't done yeah. this in a while. <laughs> but you gotta do it in the Dale voice. At C Double Pod. Yes. And where <laughs> and where can they email us their suggestions? C double podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> I love it. Always <laughs> <laughs> you can follow stuff on Instagram at Steph plus verb. Uh everything for me is Brad Barth, so I'm at easy to Brad find. Bar. <laughs> all over the place he doesn't use instagram really but he uses twitter i yeah i don't and i tag him on things all the time. <laughs> i think i i think i posted a meal i made on instagram uh, two weeks ago uh-huh and the last post before that was two years ago <laughs> come on brad <laughs> gotta up your game your social game oh god just like being in with people in person you know i'm an in-person type of guy yeah Plus. But Instagram is the only good social network, to be quite honest. 
Well, then I'll have to start Instagramming. Because it's just like cool photos and puppies and stuff rather than news of the terrible world. (laughs) Yes, we don't want to know about the terrible world. It is a terrible world. But also follow us on Twitter so you can know when we release new episodes. Yes. (laughs) Even though it's mixed in with the terrible world. Hey, I stopped following the terrible world, so I'm good. I still see the terrible world, (laughs) even if I don't. Some people post (sighs) things, but... Yeah, not directly following the terribleness. For my own health, I stopped following the terrible world. Yeah, it is better that way. (laughs) And, uh... As always, thank you for listening. Until next week... I'm Dale Baskets. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Chip Baskets. The (laughs) clown. Bye!